How do you have more peace and less fighting in your home? In this podcast, we'll explore ways to unplug from the most common cause of family feuds, OCD-related power struggles. The intervention is the Relationship Reboot. This is the second in a three-part podcast series about escaping family feuds. Welcome to the Free Me From OCD podcast. If you or someone you love has OCD, you know that OCD can hold you hostage. OCD can get in the driver's seat of your life. Here you'll find the information, tips and tools to put you back in the driver's seat of your life. I'm Dr. Vicki Rackner, your host. I call on my experience as a mother of a son diagnosed with OCD when he was in college, physician and life coach to help you evolve into the best and highest version of yourself. Let's dive into today's episode. As we discussed in the last episode, you, your child, and your family members are in a battle against OCD, and OCD is a formidable foe. However, sometimes family members battle among themselves. This is like football players tackling their own teammates. The most common feuds are power struggles. You get in a power struggle when you have a manual about how others should behave and you try to persuade them to follow your manual. You know you're in a power struggle when you seem to have the same emotional tug of war over and over and nothing gets resolved. In the process, you get less connected rather than more connected. Now, as a parent, you have a deep longing to keep your children safe and healthy. And let's be real. OCD is scary. You see unmanaged OCD as the threat to your child's health and wellness that it could be. You want your child to be freed from OCD, for your child to have control over the OCD monster rather than having the OCD monster being in charge of their lives. But here's the catch. The only person who can manage your child's brain is your child. You might be asking the question, well, if my child is the only person who can manage her brain, how do I get my child to make those changes? Well, this is the origin of the OCD power struggle. You try to inspire your kid to follow your manual, and they resist. In the meanwhile, you feel less connected rather than more connected with your kid. We do want your child to be freed from OCD. Here at the OCD Haven, we do it differently. We do it through the Relationship Reboot. The Relationship Reboot is based on a teaching from Rabbi Israel Salanter, who said, When I was young, I wanted to change the world, but the world didn't change. Then I tried to change my town, but the town did not change. Then I tried to change my family, but my family did not change. Then I knew first I must change myself. The relationship reboot is how you can change so you can be an agent for healing in your child's life. In the relationship reboot, you manage relationships differently. Today, we'll talk about how you change the relationship with yourself. In the next podcast, we'll discuss what you say and do differently when you have a history of power struggles with individuals. 
I'll illustrate the relationship reboot with the story of a power struggle shared by my coaching client, Suzanne, the parent of a 19-year-old son, Zach, learning to manage his recently diagnosed OCD. Suzanne reached out to me because she was exhausted. Zach currently has obsessions and compulsions around environmental hazards. At first, Zach asked his parents to do a radon test in the house. Suzanne and her husband, Jeff, thought that was a reasonable request and complied. Then Zach expressed concerns about cleaning products. He asked his parents only to use vinegar and baking soda to clean. Again, Jeff and Suzanne complied, although Suzanne's OCD antennae went up. Then Zach went through the garage and removed all the paint, organic fertilizers, and sprays for hornets and deer without checking first. Suzanne got that tightness in the pit of her stomach that told her that Zach's OCD monster, not Zach, was purging the house of chemicals. Then one Thursday night, Jeff and Suzanne heard Zach and Jenna yelling at each other. Jeff and Suzanne went into the den and asked, what's going on here? Zach said, Jenna's trying to poison me. Jenna said, I'm not trying to poison Zach. I was here watching TV, removing my fingernail polish. Zach came in and demanded I put away the fingernail polish remover. I was here first. If Zach doesn't like the smell, he can go to another room. Zach disappeared for a minute, put on surgical gloves and an N90 mask, and ripped the nail polish remover from Jenna's hands. Out of the corner of her eye, Suzanne saw Zach place the fingernail polish remover in one Ziploc bag and then another, and then put it into a heavy construction garbage bag. Then he emptied a box of baking soda. He put three knots in the garbage bag and went outside to dump the bag and his mask and gloves. As Zach was doing this, Jenna started yelling at her parents, this whole thing is crazy. Why does the world revolve around Zach and what he wants? All we ever do is talk about Zach. You know, you have two kids, not just one. Why don't you ever take my side? When Zach came back inside, he went around the house throwing open the windows and doors, despite the fact that it was winter and the outside temperature was about 20 degrees. Jeff, who had been silent, snapped. He yelled at his son, do you know how expensive it is to heat the house? Shut the windows right now, Zach. Zach just went up to his room, opened all of his own windows, and would not come out. That night, Jeff said to Suzanne, well, I guess we'll just have to tell Jenna that she can't use fingernail polish remover in the house anymore. Suzanne shot back, are you kidding? Don't you see what's happening? Getting chemicals out of the house is Zach's new compulsion. Every time we give in to his request, we're growing Zach's OCD. As Suzanne told me this story, I said, wow, I see why you're exhausted. You're having power struggles with every member of your family, your son, your daughter, and your husband. And she said, well, don't forget about the in-laws who blame me for Zach's compulsions. How can Suzanne turn things around? That's where the relationship reboot comes in. Suzanne can unplug from OCD power struggles, regardless of what Zach or her husband or her daughter or her in-laws decide to do. Here are the steps. Step number one, recognize that everyone has an OCD manual that guides their actions. Zach's OCD manual currently reads, get rid of poisons. 
Zach's OCD monster is running the show. Suzanne's husband's OCD manual reads, make things easy and comfortable. If giving into OCD demands is what's required, he'll do it to enjoy peace. Suzanne's daughter, Jenna, has an OCD manual that says, be invisible. She knows her parents can't deal with Zach's issues and hers. Suzanne, my coaching client who reached out for help, has an OCD manual too. It says that her highest priority is shrinking Zach's OCD monster. Step number two, recognize that you have a human brain. When there's a conflict, your brain tells you that the solution involves another person following your manual. In this scenario, Zach's OCD monster is controlling Zach. Suzanne wants Zach to do his ERP work so he'll resist his compulsions. Suzanne's husband wants Suzanne to lighten up so there will be more peace and less explosions in the family. Jenna wants her parents to see her and help her advocate for herself. Every person sees the solution is getting somebody else to do things differently. Hence, the power struggles. You can't control your kids or your partner or other family members. The only person you can control is yourself. Now, you'll have a human longing to control others. And when you do, you set yourself up for power struggles. Step number three, recognize in real time when you're in a power struggle. Anytime you try to influence the actions of others, you set yourself up for a power struggle. You can listen to the first episode of this series to learn more. Power struggles are like nightmares. You stop the nightmare by waking up. Your goal is to wake up and say, oh boy, another power struggle. How human of me. As you get more skilled, the amount of time between the time the nightmare starts and you wake up decreases. Step number four, decide you are no longer willing to engage in power struggles. Ever. OCD power struggles do more harm than good. I recommend giving them up primarily because they don't work. As soon as you notice you're in an emotional tug of war, drop the rope. Anytime you're trying to persuade somebody to do something differently, ask, what can I do differently to be part of the solution? Step number five. In an interesting twist, the next steps of the relationship reboot call on the exact skills we're asking our kids to master. Witnessing and choosing your thoughts leaning into difficult feelings, and resisting urges. Thoughts are powerful. Thoughts create feelings that guide actions and contribute to the results you get. Now, for many people, this sounds like self-help mumbo-jumbo. But with your experience with OCD, you can see how true this is. Your child's obsessions, which are nothing more than brain burps, create feelings which are often extreme anxiety. In order to alleviate the anxiety, your child has learned to give in to compulsions. While it reduces the anxiety, it also grows OCD. The obsession-compulsion cycle often becomes a habit. We ask our kids with OCD to witness their thoughts and distinguish between a thought that grows OCD and a thought that shrinks OCD. 
Similarly, we all have thoughts that either help us get to where we want to go or thoughts that take us further away. When I talk with parents, here are some thoughts that get in the way of being a force for healing for OCD. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a therapist and I'm ill-equipped to parent a child with OCD. Or I'm confused. I get different advice from different people and I don't know whom to believe. Or I hate seeing my child in pain. My job is to fix it. Or I see a future in which my child can never leave the house and be featured on the Dr. Phil show. Parents commonly describe feelings like fear and overwhelm and confusion. Now, if you're in an uncomfortable situation and you think you can't make it more tolerable yourself, you look around you to find people who can make things better. And when you're scared, the urgencies go up. So when you're in a power struggle, you're saying, I can't do anything to change our circumstances. So you need to fix it. And whom do you expect to change? It's often your child learning to manage OCD. Instead, you can identify the thought that's holding you back and replace that thought. So when you wake up from the nightmare of a power struggle, get curious what thought or feeling is holding you back. The thought might be, I'm in over my head and I don't know what to do. I get it. I was there when my son was diagnosed. I replaced that thought with somebody knows how to help parents of kids with OCD, and I'm going to find that resource. Well, I found them, but most of the communities help parents of young children. So I decided to create a community for parents of teens and early adults. That's exactly what the OCD Haven is about. You can see the power of replacing the thought I don't know what to do, to somebody knows what to do. When I held onto the thought, I don't know what to do, I felt scared and hopeless. I retreated. I put greater pressure on my son to manage his OCD. When I swamped the thought with, somebody knows what to do and I'm going to find that person, I felt empowered and more hopeful. I could see a different and better tomorrow. I no longer had the urgency to push my son into doing his work because I trusted that I had the resources to deal with whatever came our way, even if my son never made any changes. Now, sometimes the fear of feelings get in the way. Suzanne intellectually knows that if she wants to help her son, Zach, get to the other side of OCD, she needs to set some boundaries. Who bought the surgical gloves, N90 masks, construction garbage bags, and cases of baking soda that Zach used in his cleaning rituals? Suzanne did. She decided she was not going to help Zach complete his compulsions by making these purchases. I coached her through a conversation with Zach about these boundaries. However, every time she set a boundary, Zach got angry. Zach's anger made Suzanne very uncomfortable. In fact, she gets downright anxious when she's around anger. So she would back down on her boundaries when Zach got angry. Imagine how much easier it will be to help Zach when she can tolerate her discomfort around other people's anger. 
Many parents tell me something we can all relate to. I feel my child's pain. It hurts to see my child a prisoner of OCD. In essence, parents then turn to their children and say, fix OCD so I feel more comfortable. You can replace that thought with, it's okay not to be okay. You can replace the thought, my job as a parent is to take away my child's pain, to my job as a parent is to be present and connected with my child, especially when they're in pain. We as a society are encouraged to not feel our uncomfortable feelings like sadness or loneliness or fear. We have ways of numbing our feelings. Our kids managing OCD use compulsions to numb their anxiety. Some people eat or drink or shop or binge watch Netflix instead of feeling sad or lonely or angry. If you've ever lost somebody or something that's important to you, you feel sad. You mourn. You may have had people around you who want to cheer you up. Why is that the case? Often it's because they don't want to be around sadness. It makes them uncomfortable. So if they can help you feel less sad, they'll be more comfortable. Well, the truth is the only way to get over a feeling is through it. We can learn to feel our feelings and tolerate whatever feeling comes up. Last, you can resist urges. Power struggles can be habits, and habits can be broken. So begin the relationship reboot by cleaning up your side of the street. When you're in a power struggle, ask yourself, what can I do differently to be a force for healing in my family? When you become a master at the relationship reboot, you can observe behaviors of others you used to try to control and say to yourself without anger or resentment or judgment, yep, that's Jeff being Jeff. Now this is hard work. Is it worth it? You can ask Suzanne. Laughter is returned to her household. The family plays games at night instead of arguing. She sees a brighter future for everyone in the family, including Zach. It started with the single, simple step of deciding that she would no longer get involved in power struggles. She made the commitment to be the change she wanted to see in her son. In this episode, we talked about changing your relationship with yourself. In the next episode, we'll talk about rebooting your relationship with others. But here's the most important point. When you're looking for solutions, look in the mirror. What can you do differently to be part of the change? Thank you for your time and your commitment to helping you and your family be freed from OCD. You can do this.